This week on Inside Motorsport, we catch up with the brand new GT3 Elite Champion, Anthony Gilbertson. I hope you'll stay with us. Well, this week on Inside Motorsport, we're joined by the 2017 Elite Class winner in the Porsche GT Challenge Cup program. And Anthony Gilbertson, after a sixth place last year, you've backed it up with a win in 2017. Congratulations. Oh, thanks very much. I appreciate it. It's uh, an interesting class, the one make series that is so competitive. And to make uh, racing even harder, you have to not only race the guys who are around your level in experience, but also guys who have quite a bit more. Uh, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an interesting uh, category. I've thoroughly enjoyed the last two seasons of, of racing uh, GT3 um, Cup Challenge and uh, you know, one make series is uh, a lot more difficult than than some other categories. You know, everybody's in the same sort of machinery, and uh, it pretty much just comes down to uh, car setup and driver ability. So, it makes passing a, a lot more difficult. You've got to be a lot more committed to, to cool moves off, and um, I, I think it really helped your race craft moving forward. How much uh, of a difference was it in 2017 to move from your own team, the Hallmark Holmes team that you were running yourself out of Queensland, to link up with McElroy Racing? Uh, it was a breath of fresh air, to be honest. It was fairly stressful doing it, doing it on my own last year, and I ended up changing cars as well when I moved across to McElroy. I knew that if I took my car from last year to them, the, the way that McElroy run run things, they would have gone over it with a fine tooth comb and wanted to probably refresh a fair bit of stuff on the car. So I ended up putting my car on the market and purchasing the car that Tim Miles won the Elite Championship last year with. And then uh, we moved on from there. But the first time that I jumped in that new car at, uh, at a test at Queensland Raceway in December last year, I, uh, I could not believe that two Porsches could feel so different. I just So it just goes to show you how much there is with a, a good team, with all that intellectual knowledge that they've got, putting their, their setups into the car to, to make everything work. It's not the first time you've tasted success. Uh, 2013 from memory, when you were driving the BMW at the Liquid Model E 12 hour, you had uh, yeah. success in the Class Ds. 2013, yeah, was a... BMW 335, and uh, that was Peter O'Donnell's car. Uh, we had uh, Peter, Andre Heimgartner, and myself driving, and it was an interesting experience. So uh, that was my first time ever driving at the mountain. So to go there for the first time in the 12 hour was uh, was certainly eye opening. And um, but uh, obviously the way it finished was awesome to be up on the podium, first time ever there, and then up on that. That iconic podium with the with, with the trophy probably gave me a bit of a false sense of security on how easy it was because I was tried to go back there two years uh, running after that in my own car and it didn't quite end the same. Mm. You're racing in the Porsches now and I imagine that the end game there is uh, on the Porsche Triangle as it's uh, so well known to get yourself at least a Carrera Cup in Australia. You started out in improved uh, production up there in Queensland. I take it Morgan Park, Hipswich and, and those sorts of tracks up there is where you cut your teeth? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I never did the traditional karting route. I, I, I stumbled across motorsport uh, only uh, about uh, five to six years ago now. Um, I bought myself a, a BMW and with that came some um, driver training. I did that down at Phillip Island and we did some motor and I ended up winning them and I came away from it just 
loving it. So I bought myself a 80s model BMW 3 Series and started doing sprints and then went on to improve production. And um, in my first season in Queensland improved production, I won the two to three litre category uh, with the BMW. And uh, then I sort of started moving on from there and um, and, and started building up a, a, a BMW M3 GTR replica with a five litre V8 in it. <laughs> and uh, then obviously that was used to campaign at the 12 hour a couple of times. Yeah. What was that one thing that uh, made you twig? Oh, I'm going to go motor racing because it's not the cheapest of sports. You can play uh, indoor cricket and uh, touch football and all those sorts of things with your mates and have a, a lot of enjoyment doing that. But uh, it's a fairly big commitment to go out and buy a car. What what started that whole thing? Uh, well, I think that um, I've played a lot of different sports. Um, you know, as, as I've gotten older. Um, I've done the, done the usual ones, you know, uh, tennis, golf, uh, played football, um, you know, all the team and, and solo sports. And, you know, with motorsport, um, I think a lot of people probably say the same thing, but for me, um, it seems to be the perfect mix with my business life. Um, work my life is, can be a bit stressful, and when I'm out racing at a race meet, um, it is when I'm away racing, I, I consider it a true break from, from reality. Um, and even though it can be stressful, whenever I come home, I feel so refreshed. And uh, I feel like it complements my work life because when I go back to work on a Monday, particularly after a good weekend racing, uh, I am uh, way more productive than than I can be at other times. So I, I, I just find it's just a... Even though it's not a holiday, it's just a really good break from reality, whether it be uh, work, family, um, you know, all of those things that can uh, complicate things. Mm. And uh, it just brings things back to back, back to something simple. Now, you're working on an arrive and drive program now. So is the garage empty or is there still a race car in the, uh, in, in mm. the garage? No, there's no race cars in any of my garages. Um, uh, only uh, I, I just uh, just have the car at McElroy Racing and uh, leave it there for them to uh, maintain and uh, keep up to scratch. Um, so although that uh, the weekend that I've just had at Phillip Island will be the last time I ever drive that car, so um, we'll be looking to move it on now and um, go on to the next chapter. And is that going to be to Carrera Cup? Yes, I've paid a signed a contract. Uh, with Porsche to buy one of the new cars for next season. Uh, so uh, I look forward to lining up on the grid that, uh, and in Adelaide at Clipsall next year. should be great. It sounds like it will be. Now, we normally associate, particularly Porsche racing, but with the supercars and the, uh, and the luxury uh, or the higher-end cars, it's not often it's a contact sport, but at Ipswich and also at Phillip Island, you're involved in some pretty heavy contact with... Uh, well, guys that are going to be building a racetrack you're probably hoping you'll work on eventually with the Sheans <laughs> out there in South Australia. Yeah, yeah, look, it's unfortunate. Um, the contact at, uh, at Ipswich uh, with Sam um, uh, in race two, um, I made a mistake going into turn six and I, I went a little bit deeper under brakes and uh, ended up looping it. Um, 
unfortunately, Sam must have been watching me because he just followed me straight off and um, and uh, ran into the front of my car after I'd spun. So there wasn't actually any contact that caused it. It was basically just sometimes what happens when um, when cars um, spin. Sometimes the car behind tends to follow. So, um, so yeah, it, it, that was unfortunate. Um, with uh, Phillip Island... Um, I, in race one, we, we had a little tap and went off into the gravel together, but there was really no damage to either car. But the, the last race um, where um, both of us were taken out, we were actually both taken out by John Stephenson in the pro class. He, um, he came out of turn two and spun, and uh, he ended up um, taking both of us out of the race, which was an unfortunate way to end the championship because uh, if... The order had stayed the same for that race, then even Sam could have won the championship. So it was uh, certainly an interesting way to win the season. Mm, it was indeed. Anthony, it's great to catch up with you. All the best uh, for what's going to be a long break till you get to Clipsal next year. Yeah, it will be. I've got a couple of things lined up between now and the end of the year. Um, so uh, that'll keep me uh, keep me fresh and, uh, and raring to go for next year. But um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Well, thanks very much for your time today here on Inside Motorsport. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.